As a game developer, you create exciting worlds, and the right audio is essential to connecting with your players. Good or bad game audio may mean the difference between a player continuing or putting down the controller. Silent Media knows game audio. They've seen it all, they've done it all, and they would love to connect with you about your work in progress. You can book a free game audio strategy session at silentmedia.com booking. That's S-I-L-E-N media.com booking. Big thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. That arcade was my church. I thought I was Rastan, so for even... Hey everybody, welcome back to Game Dev Breakdown. Todd Mitchell here. Back again. You didn't hear from me last week. There were a variety of reasons for that. We'll kind of get into it. But tonight is sort of a catch-up week. We're going to talk about some stuff that's gone on on the website. Uh, Hey, GDC Showcase is coming up. That's the week of March 15th through 19th. All-day events, all week. Free online virtual. The Code Right Play press passes in. That means I get special access to a variety of things. So I'm going to spend a bunch of time during that week covering it for the site, hopefully lining up a few people to speak with so that you can hear about it here on the podcast. And uh, just in general, we're going to see what's going on at the showcase. And I believe I just saw that the uh, summer event, the big GDC that is normally in person, is now going to be all virtual. I think that's what I saw going on headlines, but it, it looked pretty clear that's what had taken place. That is the right move. We are not out of the woods yet. Southern California has big problems to overcome with uh, COVID. I'm not throwing stones. St. Louis is just as bad. We're way behind. Missouri is a mess right now. Certainly true of many areas. So last week, everything's fine. But uh, I was involved in a small car accident for one thing. That was not great. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment to go to and uh, collided with somebody. Uh, trying to get on the uh, the interstate. So it was it was not great. Still trying to sort that out, dealing with uh, insurance stuff. It shouldn't be a big deal. Not only is everybody fine, but the cars are in fine shape too. I don't understand why insurance stuff has to be so difficult, but uh, many of you know all about that as well. I'm working my ass off trying to get the book launched. If you don't know, well, you, you probably know by this time, but I'm, I'm working on an interview book of, um, you know, speaking with game industry folks, uh, very impressive people, most of which who have been on the podcast. And uh, that's the foundation of that content. This is uh, updated, edited, you know, modified. I'm excited about it. The draft work is done. It's in the final edit. I had a lot of coordinating to do with various people. I'm happy to say I'm no longer waiting on anyone for anything. It's just me and finishing that edit and uh, formatting for Kindle and all that stuff. The book is going to be available on Kindle. It's going to be available in paperback. So I'm really excited. It's going to be a big deal. I've never been an author of my own book before. I have contributed one chapter to someone else's book at one point. But this will be my first go as the uh, primary author of a book. So I'm very excited. And uh, I I was working real hard on that all week. Dealing with car accident stuff happened Monday, totally knocked out my opportunities to uh, to record and do more writing and stuff. It was, it was a very light week, looking to make up for it. 
So we're going to record here tonight. I've got more stuff for the end of the week. I just heard, I've been hearing special uh, tidbits from the GDC organizers. So I am already set up in, uh, what's the name of the, the app? Swap card, something like that. Uh, theoretically, I should be able to connect directly with speakers and organizers and stuff. So loads of potential. I'm going to try to make it count because uh, it's a big deal. GDC didn't have to uh, look at me and go, yeah, okay, we'll work with you as as press. So uh, very grateful, very excited. And uh, next week should be a good week for content, right? So I'm going to try to make this week count as well. Still working my butt off on the book. So stick with me. Uh, Tonight, I want to talk about something I wrote about on the site recently. I have more fun stuff to (laughs) hopefully fill out that experience. I, I wrote on the topic of pitching. So pitching yourself, pitching articles, pitching books. I live in this world now. As you know, I'm on some PR lists for the site and for the podcast and stuff. I don't think you realize how much of this goes on. I'm at a, I came from a point where I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if I could be on some list or something and people would come to me for over a year on the podcast alone. I had to go out try to drum up my own interviews, try to get people to take me seriously. Who are you running some blog? Nobody cares. I swear once I got on one PR list and I don't even know if it was professional or if it was somebody who was trying to help like fellow indies, a few people have done this and this is the most incredible thing. They started on Twitter or Reddit or wherever and they said, hey people, if you are an indie developer or you have this or that or that, I'm going to start a list of people you can talk to. And that list is going to include journalists and bloggers and YouTubers, Twitch streamers, you name it, all kinds of people. And all I did was raise my hand a couple times and go, Hey, here's what I do. I run an industry shop talk site and I run a companion podcast for that. And I'm very open to talking to people and I do all the time. So people reach out to me and go, here's what I'm doing. Great. So once I got on like the first one of these lists, I swear I'm on every list like that now. So, and I've, I've found some of them and seen my entries on these lists. I'm so grateful to the people who did that because that just opened the floodgates. Well, okay. So, you know, indies and indie enthusiasts started those lists, right? What happened because PR people are sometimes sharks, uh, professional PR people got a hold of those lists also. So the next thing I know, I'm on these lists of like professional PR relations people. And it's crazy the amount of, uh, I mean, I get multiple pitches for a wide variety of things every single day. How much of it is relevant is a question I just thought of for the first time. Uh, maybe a little under half. (laughs) I say that optimistically again, I'm grateful for this. It cuts down in some ways. It cuts down work in some, in some ways it creates more. What I mean by that is every once in a while, eh, At least several times per month, I get really fantastic guests sent to me, suggested to me by their publicists or by company employees or whatever, however they're doing their PR work. And I'm able to line up recordings with them. That's how we get some of the great interviews that we get to do. And then between those, like several times a day, every day, I get pitches for things that are, how do I say this nicely? in no way related to what I do here. And I mean, today, while I was sort of planning this show, I went through a little over one year, the last one year plus a couple of months of my inbox, you know, messages and gathered up some of the 
more noteworthy pitches that I've received. And, and I mean that in several ways. I, I captured really good ones that I'm really happy about and proud of. And then um, surprisingly unrelated ones, some that were very frustrating. So <laughs> what I want to do is sort of hit the highlights of what I wrote about, explain this article that I wrote. I'll link to it, of course, in the show notes. You can check it out. But what I wanted to do... I've done so many pitches of my own as a game developer, as a journalist, as, you know, as a freelance writer, a contributing author. Uh, what other contexts have I, <laughs> have I uh, pitched under? It, it goes on and on. It never ends. Once you're in the creative space, you're either pitching people stuff pretty constantly or, you know, actively working on your content or you're standing still. Those are, I think those are probably the three options. Either working, promoting, or nothing is happening, right? So I've done a ton of this on my own. Now I'm at a point where I receive a ton of pitches. And I think I'm, I never realized it until recently, but I'm in a great position now to share some knowledge about this. Because it, if you're listening, there's almost no way you don't do something creative. You need to pitch, no question about it. It comes up and you probably need to do more of it than you do, because most of us do. And uh, I, I think I can help because I've seen the best and worst. I know what's worked for me. I know what uh, really frustrates me that so many people do in my inbox. They send me the same mistakes all the time. Indies, professionals, amateurs, hobbyists, everybody makes these same mistakes. It's very strange. So I want to make sure you don't do that. We're going to start by going over what I wrote. I'll fill out the context a little bit and, you know, add some thoughts to that. And then I will go over this list of things from my own inbox that we can talk about because some will maybe make you laugh and some will just surprise you the way they surprised me. So this article that I wrote was called Pitch Anything to Anyone. And that's my shameless attention grabbing title. It'd be a good book, right? <laughs> but I, you know, this is, this one's on the house because it's just, this was on my mind and I thought maybe people will see this and it will help them in, in their creative pursuits. So this article breaks down into uh, five, I'll call them steps. They're basically just sections of this article. There are five steps you need to be sure you do no matter what kind of pitch you're doing. And if, you, if you're not really sure what I mean, like when would I pitch something? If you're not that far along yet, most of us are. But if you've never had to think about this, what I'm talking about is... Maybe you want to talk to a publisher about your game. Maybe that's in your future. Maybe you uh, decide to dabble in the writing side and you want to either write like a guest post for a website. That's a, a good way to promote yourself. A good way to uh, get a plug on another website. Good way to do link building and show up in the search results. I could carry on about that for some time, but guest posting is not a lost art form. It's a good thing. On the same hand, you can uh, pitch editors of like professional outlets. Maybe you want to, you know, maybe you want to use your knowledge to write an opinion piece for Polygon or, you know, something like that. Those, this works the exact same way. You get the editing uh, staff's email address, whoever takes care of that stuff and you put together a pitch. And if they like it, they might tell you, yes, we'll let you write a post and we'll pay you for it. That'll be great. What else? Um, you know, you, you can pitch individual writers when your projects come out. You can pitch content creators. Why not? You know, maybe you know a streamer and you want to send them your game. Like, that's a pitch, whether you think about it that way or not. So these are steps everyone needs to take. I tried to be as universal as possible about this. There are steps that everyone needs to take when they pitch someone on something. Also, by the way, a job interview is a pitch. You're pitching yourself for a job. This is... 
more universal. The longer you think about this, the more applications you can think about this process. So I thought I'd put these steps together. The steps, and then we'll drill down into them, are explain who you are. There's a process for that. Be upfront about what you're promoting. Pitch specific content. Demonstrate that you understand the outlet. Again, that's universal. And be an asset, not a nuisance. Okay, so we're going to go through each one of those, and I'm going to explain uh, the basics of what the step entails and then sort of, you know, how I landed on these things. So the first one is when you're pitching someone something, a lot of people don't do this. You have to explain who you are. And this is just a one paragraph thing in the article. You can look at that. But the, the gist of it is, you know, people don't like to promote themselves. I hear that in game development all the time. I'm not a natural, you know, I don't have a big ego. I don't like to talk about myself. I want my work to speak for itself. And the truth is there's a balance. Your work does need to speak for itself because the most silvery tongued, you know, much better communicator than me, because this is a learned skill for me too, but this is why I got into content creation and podcasting and everything. I used to feel the same way. I used to feel like I'm good at what I do. I want to be the best. I work nonstop and let that be enough, right? The truth is it's not enough. If you are the silent badass in the corner The unfortunate truth is you get overlooked in the corporate game. It's true. And I'm sure it's it's the same way in the game development space. I'm sure every single day, I've never worked with a publisher. I've published my own stuff and I like to look at my company as a publishing company. So I will always strive to do that for my own self and eventually maybe for other people as well. But developers who pitch publishers and who get funding and stuff, I don't believe they're always the best people looking for funding. I'm sure that's not true. They're the people who did the best job promoting themselves, connecting with the right people, timing it right, and then somebody, you know, maybe twice as good as that person is going to see that and go, my work is better, my game is better, I'm better, this is so unfair. And to some extent it is unfair, but the truth is it's avoidable if you get out there and you hustle and you play the game. You know, hustle's become a dirty word because you got... uh People who do nothing but talk all day, don't look at, that's, I'm not talking about myself, stop. But you've got people who do nothing except for promote themselves. And they promote themselves till they can fill a conference with it or a masterclass or they can go on tour speaking about it. We all know those type of people and they're the worst. The point is, there's a balance and you have to balance actual work, which some of those people aren't even doing, with that some of that skilled promotion and marketing that they're doing. So getting back to this step, explain who you are. This is the one step that gets knocked off the fastest by people who don't like talking about themselves. I don't want to be sending this email at all. I definitely don't want to open up with, hey, my name is Todd Mitchell. I'm a developer based here in the Midwest. I've got this project I would love to talk to you about. I've been in the game for 14 years, started as a professional commercial software developer. I recently went indie and I can't wait to knock the socks off of the publishing world with this new game. This is all off the top of my head. I'm shameless about this now. I've been doing it forever. I've done it very well. I've also done it very poorly. I can show you versions I've sent that were awful and versions I've sent where people were like, wow, I I don't even know what to say. Yeah, let's let's move forward. It's all about, it's not ego-based. It's not shameless promotion. You're establishing trust. People need to hear those reasons they can trust you. 
They need to hear those reasons that you're the right person for the job because those decision makers, and I use decision maker all throughout this article, that person, that gatekeeper is responsible for the people who are going to see this end product. So the players, the customers, the readers, the whatever, you know, whatever application you're, you're putting this toward, that person is responsible for not misleading the public, uh, not ripping off the public and not wasting money. Almost always a pitch is in exchange for money or something that's worth money. A lot of money changes hands after a pitch. I mean, that's how it works. So you have to convince somebody, hey, I'm worth taking a risk on and I'm not misleading you. I'm not going to screw you over and leave you holding the bag with your customers. That's why you have to do this. This is not a contest of like, wow, that guy talks smack. That's awesome. Listen to him carry on about himself for 20 minutes. And I say this in the middle of a uh, a solo podcast I'm recording. But the point is you need to give somebody a reason to trust you and a reason to finish reading your email. That's it. This is something I go through all the time. Every day I will open, not every day, a couple times a week, I will open emails from people that seem like they may be great, but I have no idea who they are or even what they do. So it's like, I'm, I'm looking in uh, the header. I'm trying to figure things out from the email address. I'm looking down at the signature to see if like, is there some clue here about who you are or what you do? Are you a PR person? Do you work for this company? Are you the guy making the, pro- I don't understand any of this. Hey, if I don't have time to get to the bottom of that as, as a blogger and a podcaster, like imagine what someone more important than me is going to say to that, you know, you're pitching a book to a publisher. Imagine how fast that's going to get deleted. <laughs> like you've got to play this game a little bit and it starts with a big opening about, you know, it doesn't have, it shouldn't be just sopping with, you know, bragging. It's, you know, I'm a fantastic six foot eight professional. I'm good looking. I'm the center of attention. It's not that kind of thing. Explain your track record. Explain why you're talking and why you're doing this. I don't want to go any further about that. You can read about it. The next section is be upfront about what you're promoting. And this is another thing that people do wrong. They try to act like it's it's pointless to pitch something and act like you're not promoting something because there's no reason for you to send an email like that or book a meeting like that if you have no objective. And this this is just across the board. If somebody emails me and wants to come on the podcast, I guess once or twice I've heard from somebody who just absolutely wasn't promoting anything. And there were lovely people, as I seem to recall. But in the vast majority of cases, someone has launched a new studio. Uh, they are offering a new service or a product. They have a game coming up. They're launching a Kickstarter. You know exactly the kind of stuff because we have, you know, what, 100 episodes based on that stuff now. And it's part of the understanding that I have with everyone. You come on the podcast. We chit chat. We have a good time. We don't spend the entire time plugging your thing. Nobody wants to hear that for 30 or 45 or 60 minutes or more. Some podcasts do more. I don't understand that. But, you know, we we want to get a nice blend of you coming on, be cordial. We'll try to be funny, try to be entertaining. And then uh, near the end, we're going to talk about, you know, what's coming up for you. How's it going? Who is this for? And that's the exchange. I get my content. The audience gets something to listen to. You get your plug. Everybody wins in that situation. I love that that model. That model works fantastic for me. So you have to understand that everyone knows you have a thing to promote. If you hide it, it comes across weird. 
The key is you just need to say what that thing is. I'm contacting you because I'm making the rounds because my new game comes out March 1st. Great. That's what I want to hear. Because then I can plan for it. Also, I can I can check it out and see if like it's something I'm extra excited about. Somebody sent me an email overnight just last night and said, hey, I just wanted to message and say uh, my new game and I wanted to send you a Steam key. It's about to hit Steam and early access and uh, it's it's about something I've heard you talk about before and I think you might like it. And I'm genuinely excited. First of all, you wouldn't think this, but I almost never get Steam keys. Almost never. <laughs> 90, 90 to 95% of uh, people who come on the show, it's not that I'm upset with them. They know I don't do reviews uh, because I'm a developer as well, and I don't think that's right. Um, so, I mean, you know, a key in, in many cases is wasted on me. But if we're going to talk on the podcast, it gives me a chance to check things out, put some thoughts together, come up with smart questions. I love a good Steam. I love games, obviously. So, <laughs> so that's great. All you have to do is be very straightforward about what you're doing, what your objectives are. You know, that comes up in an interview also. What are your objectives? What are your career objectives? Oddly enough, people seem to have trouble with that question too. Because they they feel weird about going like, one day I'd like to be a director of information technology here at this hospital or whatever. Whatever uh, the context is, whatever you're doing, come at it. You know, we want to hear ambition. We want to hear goals. Great. That's awesome. So... I mentioned in the article, it's the late night talk show model. Tom Hanks comes on because he's got a movie coming out. And you, the host, you get a segment with Tom Hanks. Who doesn't win? The audience is thrilled. He's happy. uh, You're happy. Great. That's the whole thing. So never feel like you need to bury the thing that you're hoping to accomplish here. Let's talk about our sponsor, App Figures. App Figures is all about giving game makers the tools they need to get more downloads and revenue. You may know them for analytics and app store optimization. Now, app figures can help you track competitors from downloads and dollar amounts to audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives you great context. If a competitor adds a new feature or gets mentioned in the news, app figures can tell you if that brought in more downloads. If you have an idea for a new app or a game, app figures can tell you how big the market is and how much money it could make you. That is just scratching the surface. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, App Figures has the tools you need to reduce risk and get more downloads. You don't need a huge budget or a data science degree. App Figures has made it affordable and simple. They provide the tools and they can guide you step by step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. Head to appfigures.com slash on slash game dev breakdown to try app figures for free. If you like it, use our special code GDB3030 to get 30% off for the next three months. So moving on, because this next step is related, pitch specific content. And as I, as I mentioned in the article, this is the only step where people kind of piss me off sometimes. I looked through this again today. I mentioned it on, on the post, but I say the fastest way to get me to ignore or delete your message is to tell me you would like to come on the podcast, not tell me what you're promoting, not tell me what you hope to achieve, but offer to come on and talk about either. Uh, there are two versions of this. The state of gaming you want to explain to my audience or the future of gaming or you can you can uh, swap that with esports or blockchain gaming. There are a few subtle flavor variations of this, but the, the crap waffle is the same. I want to come on and talk about the state of gaming for your audience. 
or explain the future of, you know, the industry. Like, okay. And now I put this in the post is you're doing one thing. And I think that's great. You're an expert in something and I can respect that. But if you come to me while I'm spending all day, every day, all month, all year, (laughs) going back five years now, talking about the state of gaming, I'm actually offering. It's not that I'm the expert on the industry. I'm just gathering it from everywhere else and presenting it to my to you, the dear reader and the dear listener. You know that's you know the kind of calories I burn on that. And if anyone really does their homework, they understand that that's my product. We are synthesizing and organizing information about this here industry. It's all I do. So to come on or to, to drop a, a DM or jump in my inbox and go, hey, you know what? Your, your lucky day is here. I am going to explain gaming to you and your audience. Oh, thank Christ you're here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. So please don't do that. The two things wrong with that. One, it's insulting. I don't think people mean for it to be insulting. I think they're out of better ideas for what to say. But the other thing is you're you're glossing over the important part, which is what you're an expert in. I think people worry that they're going to tell me, you know, what I'm an expert in is esports team management. They feel like if that's a little bit off your beat, you won't want to talk to me. And the truth of the matter is, you're going to hear from this list that I, that I go through just the most ridiculous pitches that I get. Uh, like professionals aren't afraid to, well, the, the good professionals, they are not a- afraid to pitch me anything. I've got one, a repeat emailer. This person contacts me like every so many weeks trying to get me to book this guest who is a, what is it even called? Like a, a mold sensor, like a air quality indication monitor sensor. The dude is an expert in air quality, wants to come on this podcast. And this is, this is his PR agency's fault. I'm sure he's lovely. Uh, don't know what we talk about, even if we walked into each other in real life. But, uh, well, we talk about air quality. But uh, wants to come on this podcast and his PR agency, the reason they contact me is they're this crazy broad focus area agency. They do like technology, food, <laughs> and like home improvement or something. So instead of like dividing that up appropriately or intelligently, they come at me, the gaming person with their air quality guy from the home improvement side. And I think it's probably the same agency who has like pitched me. Uh, there's this nutrition company they keep trying to get me to talk to. It's very weird. So the only reason I dive into that rabbit hole is if you're an expert in something like esports, financial, whatever, something like that, we're a lot closer to an episode than I am with the mold guy. I will email you about, you know, esports management and we will figure something out. I've done this before. If, if I think it's a little off the beaten path, I will send back an email and say, I don't want to say no. I'm not sure I can say yes yet. Would you mind bouncing some ideas back and forth with me about how to sort of angle this discussion so that it's relevant to my audience of, you know, game developers, content creators, and aspiring game developers and aspiring content creators. How can we make this work? And if they want that spot, I mean, if they're just shotgunning emails out there, they'll probably ignore that. And I've, I've had that happen, but I've also had people get back to me and go, honestly, I think my, my client would, 
um, be great for setting this up as if you want to get into this space or create content for this, they come up with very good ideas if they're really inspired to do it. And it's a good way to separate the people who care about this from the people who just are trying to get any space in any recorded medium. And, uh, they, you know, they don't care much about quality and, and whatever else. So the vague crap has to go. And in fact, not only should I hear like what you're an expert in, I mean, tell me the other stuff that, like, I'm also very into Fortnite right now. Or, you know, if you're very into Battle Royale games, we can talk about that. Um, I'm friends with the guy who works on Call of Duty. Like, anything. I mean, reach at that point. Go, uh, I'm super excited about blockchain stuff, and I'm able to talk about that. I've booked shows based on those side conversations, because we have time to fill. You know how these podcasts go. It's not, I don't want to just go... Uh, okay, state your name, state the name of your project. When is it coming out? I want to thank you for being on today. That's a wrap. Like we've got stuff we want to do, right? We want to entertain. We want to have fun. I want to, I do this cause I'm making connections and having fun with people. So if you can give me a picture of what I'm going to do here, I understand this is a little more specific to like booking podcasts and stuff, but if you can give a more universal version of this is if you can help the editor or help the decision maker sort of paint a picture in their own mind about how this is going to go, you're going to get fantastic results. And if you tell them, I'm going to explain to your audience the video games, you're ne- they might block your email address <laughs> is how much of a rejection you're going to get. So be specific and explain what you're going to bring to the table, not just as an expert, but as a guest as a partner, as a content creator. Do that, and uh, everybody's going to be very excited. The next one is demonstrate that you understand the outlet. This sounds like it should be a no-brainer. I'm here to tell you it's not. People routinely contact me about all of the wrong things. Like I said, I've, I've booked podcasts that I thought were sort of on the edge of what I do. Good example of this is when NBC reached out to me and went, we have a contestant on The Weakest Link who is from your home city. As you know, <laughs> I'm not normally talking about game shows here, but I that's how I made it work. <laughs> we talked to that guy. Uh, unfortunately, he had a terrible phone connection, but that is still some of the most popular content on the website. I'm not sorry I did it. But the way I connected that was, let's talk about game shows, how they're designed, how uh, they've been adapted to consoles in the past. I'm a creative guy or I couldn't get this done, right? So point is like, understand when it's a stretch and when there's no good reason to contact person. So like, again, the air quality guy, not a great fit here at a game dev breakdown. And they're they're lucky I don't book some of these people and just kind of roast them sometimes. Like, hey, tell me about <laughs> uh, game development since you're on the show. Since you guys have asked several times to be booked on the show, Talk to me about the last game you worked on. I wouldn't do that. But the point is like, if you're not able to even make me think you know what I do, come on. These are these are professional people in many cases. And they they throw these Hail Marys, not even downfield, but like into the bleachers. Like, what are you hoping to accomplish? You're picking up a baseball and just heaving it into a crowd. Like, what, what is going to happen here? The way you can ad- adapt this uh, advice to what you do is really genuinely research. If you're contacting someone you don't know, like you, you should lead off 
with outlets you know very well. There's stuff you enjoy or you're probably not doing whatever it is. Start there, you know, really drop some knowledge. I love your segment on your podcast where you talk to indie developers or, you know, you look at uh, wish lists and stuff. Really demonstrate that you are a listener. The people who have done that for my content don't do not lie. Do not try to BS somebody, convince them that you know about their stuff if you don't. That's super obvious. But the people who really did, we have fantastic conversations because they know what's going on. They know what I do because it's something they're interested in. That's where you really need to focus. You know, don't go for a bigger outlet you know nothing about because you think the numbers might be better. That doesn't make any sense. At least if you do, thoroughly research what it is they're doing. An example I saw recently was uh, when gamesindustry.biz was looking for a new staff writer, which I applied for, and I did not get an interview. I found out they uh, they cut me from consideration today, but that's okay. No hard feelings. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> I bring it up because they were saying like, oh, it was actually their pitch. It wasn't about the position. It was about their pitches for articles. They said like, by the way, keep in mind, this is not a gaming website. This is about the game industry and the business of making games. And I thought about it and I thought, yes, they must be up to their neck in terrible pitches that are just like, I want to write about Fortnite for hardcore gamers. They must get that 90,000 times a day. And it's got to be frustrating because I see the kinds of pitches I get. I know they're getting even more of that. You have to understand what the website or what the YouTube channel or the editor, like what it is they do. Look at what they're already putting out. See if it matches. It's got to match. If it doesn't match, make it match. Find a way for it to match. You have to understand the outlet. Finally, be an asset, not a nuisance. And here is where I've reiterated on some advice that is often not very popular. And that is, don't ask people for favors in a, in a career you're trying to establish. So like, if let's just go with the very simple version of this where... You're an indie developer. You've made a small game based on like a jam project. Just not something you've spent 10 years on, but something you spent the last six months on or one year. And it's your first game. You're not well established yet. What do you need to focus on, right? You need to focus on players. You don't need to focus on getting on Twitter and begging everyone to follow you back. You don't need to beg all the uh, Twitch streamers around you. Please, it would help me so much if you would play my game. It would help me so much if you would get on Steam and leave a good recommendation. Or, you know, if you could just, if you could maybe hold a giveaway or something like that. Nobody wants to hear that. There are people who act like they want to hear that. And can I tell you why? Because they're building their platform. (laughs) They're trying to get follows and they're trying to get favors. I'm not saying there are no good people out there, but I'm telling you everyone is slammed with the different hustle. Like everyone you talk to like this has objectives of their own. They have goals they've got to reach. They've got to build the audience. They've got to get that sponsorship. They don't have time or concern when you drop into their inbox unannounced and go like, could you please follow back? Could you please tweet out my game? Could you please play it for an hour on Twitch tomorrow night? That is... I think part of it is the community is kind of bad about pretending that's important. I know I sound like a jerk here, <laughs> but I'm I'm one of the few people willing to tell you the truth about this. Followbacks are a waste of time. Signal boosting is a waste of time. Following every possible other developer you can 
and you know, you guys just liking each other's tweets all day. That is a waste of time. You'll meet great people. You'll make great friends. That's not what I mean. I love making friends with developers on Twitter. I do not look at that as part of my career in any way. That's for fun. You know, talking to other developers is for fun. I need to focus on listeners. You need to focus on players. That's all that matters. So why I bring this up here is because your pitch is going to have a much different chance of success if you present it as, I'm out here, I understand what you're doing, you are a decision maker, and here is how I intend to make your life easier. And you can't make it up. You have to really have some way you can make their life easier. You know, I'm a writer and I've got a good article that is going to let you check a box and knock off part of the budget and it'll be time and money well spent. I will take good care of your audience. Let me help you. And not only can I do this now, I can do this anytime you need it. You're in a pinch. You call me day or night. I turn around an article and we go off into the sunset together. That's what the decision maker needs to hear from you. Think about the difference in how they see that versus how they go like, I'm brand new. I'm still getting established. I need to build up some samples. If you could just give me a chance, if you could just give me a chance, they're not going to give you a chance because you don't sound confident. There's no reason for them to be confident in you and you're not solving a problem for them. You're introducing a liability. You need to explain this to this person. I'm here to kick ass and I'm going to do it with or without you. Let me know if we can work together. Great. That's what is what a decision maker wants to hear. The people who have contacted me and gone, this has not happened very often. Much more often I hear like, it sure would help me if I could get on the podcast before my big launch in May. Do you understand like what my booking process is like? Sometimes I'm booked six weeks out with not a moment to spare. And sometimes I come down into this office not entirely sure what I'm going to talk about yet. I try not to do that last one because that's not fair to you. I'm, I'm actually very good about planning my shows, but it's pretty common that a couple of days before I'll start putting notes together and start researching stuff for a show I'm going to do two days later. My point is it's feast and famine. And if you call me asking for a favor in exactly four and a half weeks, you're putting me in a terrible spot. The people who come to me and go, this must be a really hard job for you. Point is, I'm okay on the microphone. I stay up on current games and game industry stuff. And if you have a a guest dropout, you call me right away. I can be with you that night on the show. I would, I would probably, that person would have to start turning me down because I would contact them so often. I do have a couple of go-to people like that. Several friends who are like, anytime, dude, I am ready. I will jump on. We'll have a great time. And you guys love them. Our buddy, Matt. Always great feedback on those shows as a good friend. And you don't have to be somebody I grew up with like Matt, but you have to be somebody who goes, I'm available. And, you know, it's the same thing. Like, hey, I would love if my game was on your Twitch network anytime. Because if you did that, I would jump in the chat. I'd be happy to talk to your, your people. Make yourself available. You have to be flexible because if you're not, oh, you're not going to get nearly the cooperation from people that you could. Okay, so those are the major points of good and bad pitches. I hope it makes sense. If it helps drive the point home, I will have this article linked in the show notes, and I'm happy to go into more with <laughs> with uh, anybody who's curious about just other aspects. I'll answer questions, whatever. I didn't leave a ton of time to go into some of the funny pitches. Um, let's... <laughs> a couple of the fantastic ones. Okay. Somebody 
pitched me on a guest article. And as the discussion went on, it came out that they were like, we're actually seeking to publish one permanent article. It's very important that we get a link of our choosing on this article that will point to a real money online gambling website. <laughs> that just seemed like a funny kind of, um, like they were basically trying to con me. <laughs> like we will do this. Well, just don't ask questions. It won't be about gambling, but in this article, we will absolutely be linking to a gambling website. That's That was a, an especially funny thing. I had a guy contact me who went, you're a podcaster. I love what you do. This dude didn't know what I'd do. I'm starting a Facebook group for all podcasters. Let me tell you something about Facebook groups. Facebook groups usually work according to a theme. Everyone here loves the Matrix. That's a stupid example. Or everyone here is a dad who likes golf, right? So, but these, these groups can grow to be thousands or tens of thousands of people. And I'm here to tell you, a little link like that between the members is not enough. You're going to, you will butt heads with people in these groups constantly. You'll get dogpiled by somebody, some giant group of people who doesn't think what you think. Facebook is like doubling and tripling down on the group experience, and I think it's the thing that they do the worst. They should really be... If I worked at Facebook, and I know several people who do, I don't get this. It's weird that I live in the Midwest and know a bunch of people who work at Facebook, but that's exactly the truth. But um, it's strange to me that they don't really spend most of their focus on, hey, your family is here. Your family is here. And they spend all their time on everything but that. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't know if they just feel like that's everyone knows that so they don't need to talk about it. I would talk about nothing but that because everything else on Facebook is a nightmare. You know, you've got the worst of the the chain post forwards and the fake this and that. And like everything is a scam and you got strangers trying to take you to weird hacker sites and stuff like the group experience is nothing to brag about at Facebook. I don't get it. I have dropped out of every Facebook group I've ever been in because it's terrible. It devolves into just chaos and insanity. Insanity. I don't, I don't get it. Point was, I joined this group of podcasters this guy wanted to assemble on Facebook. And within days, I commented on something because some... It's funny, it ties back into something we talked about a few moments ago. This guy was like, I propose, and this dude talked like a douche, it was stupid. I propose that the members of this organization start a circle of uh, guest hosting where you'll be paired off and you will take over the other podcast for an episode. And if you are an interior decorator, you will go on to this other podcast and speak about your experience with game development. And I was like, dude... How do I say this nicely? That is not going to work. And it's super insincere. Like, it'd be one thing to have somebody out of the norm on as a guest. I've done that before, and we've had a great time. But to have someone take over as a host of a different podcast that has nothing to do with your content area and pretend that they know what's going on to, like, what? Build your audience? That's a stupid way to try to build your audience. Nobody's going to care about that. You're going to drive trust way down. You have no authority on this. This guy lost his damn mind. Where do you get off? I've never been spoken to this way. I have a 35-year history in broadcast radio. He was a broadcast radio guy. I just remembered that. I will not be spoken to this way, and I will be blocking you momentarily. Good, fuck off. 
are you kidding me? And that was my last day in the group. I'm like, I can't deal with shit like this. I just, I can't deal with stuff like this. So that was another pitch that went south. The pitch was basically, I need people to join this group and tell their friends. Fine. What <laughs> a good pitch I got. The, a good pitch I got the other day was the Oxford comma study. This was a site called Brainly that does like grammar stuff and like content creation uh, help or, or something like that. But they were like, hey, we're trying to get some attention. It's um, it was like grammar day or, or something like that. And, and I'm in the middle of editing my first book <laughs> and they're like so many percent of Americans prefer to use the Oxford comma. And if you don't know what the Oxford comma is, it's that last comma in a series. So like. Pizza, bread, and water. Pizza, comma, bread, comma, that's the Oxford comma because it's right before the and, and water. I'm a huge proponent of the Oxford comma. It looks better. It's more consistent. And there are practical reasons. There are a lot of times where it doesn't make any sense if you remove that last comma. That's my comma soapbox. <laughs> uh, tons. I wish I had counted all of the state of the game industry and future of the game industry pitches I've gotten from completely different people. Professional PR people do this all the time. I'm sure I counted 10 just in the year I went back. I have a, what do I call him? I'm going to call him a dick doctor. It's a men's health expert who is a physician. That's fine. I got no problem with that. My wife's a physician, but not, not exclusively for dicks. So this, I, this guy's PR people, I think I might be on an everyday basis with this. Everyone understands I do nothing to do with men's health or um, <clears throat> dicks. But it's like 50% of men are not comfortable sharing this with their partner. These men are concerned about stamina. We were talking about some weird stuff in this episode, as it turns out. I I, I don't want to hear from uh, men's health experts as often as I'm hearing from them. I was invited to submit content for a Swiss Chinese law review journal recently, whatever that means. I had... That guy emailed so many times, I had to reply to one and tell him, I do not know how you got my information. I cannot submit anything to a law review journal. That should go without saying. I was invited to break news on Vice TV's QAnon series. I said, I shan't be doing that. No, thank you. <laughs> Want nothing to do with that. Future of Gaming combined with a former 2K exec. They wanted me to talk to somebody from 2K Games who not too long ago sent uh, private investigators to a YouTuber's house who had just covered one of my interviews. Uh, so I, I told them to fuck off. And um, one that really kind of pissed me off was, I don't know if you know Brad Paisley. I didn't know this fellow. He, I guess he's a country music gentleman. Uh, neither here nor there. But he was cooperating with some company to do a food drive. And that food drive was stopping here in the greater St. Louis area. Now, food food drive good. That's a general rule. Food drive equals good. They were dropping into a, um, you know, an underserved area and they were going to just hand out free meals. Anybody who needed one was welcome to show up. And they said, I, you know, if you do local news coverage, which I don't really, they said, we, we're looking for anybody who can get the, the word out. And I mean, they gave me a couple of hours notice, literally. A couple hours I had to spread the word. I tried because that's a great cause. I put it on my social channels. I put it on Facebook because 
that is more, you know, people in my area who could maybe help get the word out. I said, just anybody who can share this, great. And I just told him, I said, I really don't, like, I'm not, I can't get anything on any of the local news sites or anything. I don't have connections with those editors, but I did put it on social and I wish you guys the best. Good luck with that. And they responded later and said, thank you so much. Um, we were wondering if you could go and take pictures of the people receiving the food. And I was like, what? They wanted me to go take pictures. And I'm not, I don't do my own photography in general. I've done it before, but I don't, uh, you know, go around town, the roving reporter with the camera. That's not me. But they wanted me to go like shove the camera in people's faces who, like who were disadvantaged people who needed to come to get free food. And I was so disgusted by that. I just, I told them like, whatever list you have me on, just take me off. I don't want to be like that. Come on. That's gross. That pissed me off. <laughs> um, the truth is, I don't want this to be just a super, super long episode. Um, I may have to do a running list of just the craziest pitches I get. It's not that I want to drive these people away, but at the same time, I would love if people were a little more selective or took just even a moment to figure out what I do, try to match us up, right? And, um, you know, send me the relevant stuff. That's, I'm always happy. I'm ask anybody, like I'm very polite, very cooperative with these people, but I get the craziest stuff in my inbox. I hope some of this talk about pitches has been helpful in the next episode. I'm going to do sort of a pre GDC showcase gear up episode. I've got a schedule worked out for things. I'm going to try to catch, like I'm going to try to catch just about everything and then cover everything I can on the site, be on the lookout for interesting stuff, try to line up some interviews, we'll see how it goes. So uh, that's all for this one. If you enjoy Game Dev Breakdown, I would love if you would subscribe at the podcast distribution point of your choosing. Uh, this show is everywhere. We have a new newsletter. So that's, uh, I think the fourth episode went out, the fourth issue of the newsletter went out this last weekend. You can check out CodeWritePlay.com. There is a newsletter tab now where you can go and drop your email if you want to get those newsletters. So CodeWritePlay.com is where I have show notes, news, you name it, all over social media, GameDevPod, CodeWritePlay on Twitter, and me, MechaToddZilla with one D and two L's. Look for, uh, you know, full name Todd Mitchell. And reach out. Love hearing from you guys. Feedback, stories, topics, what you're working on. I really enjoy those conversations. As always, we're on Discord. That link is on CodeWriteplay as well. Love being on this ride with you guys. Thank you for being flexible. When I have down weeks, things are going to calm down. Things are going to increase uh, content-wise with uh, GDC and beyond. So um, lots of great stuff coming. Thank you so much for the support and for being part of this community. Really appreciate it. I will be back with more later this week. As always, look after one another, get in touch, and I will catch you soon. Thanks, everybody. Congratulations on your game dev breakdown, whatever that is. Sounds idiotic to me.